beautiful people. How are you? Welcome back to City Girl Secrets with your resident city girl, Raquel. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day or had a wonderful day, depending on when you are listening to this. And I, uh, you know, there, I was thinking to myself when doing the most goes wrong. <clears throat> and I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing the most. <laughs> I, someone was asking me like, how many hours of sleep do you get? I was like, oh, well, I used to get eight religiously because I, I made sure. Now I don't, it depends. Ever since the new year started and I decided that I was going to be the best version of myself, sleep is not always with me. It's um, because I'm, especially right now that I'm doing another show and I'm already with a company, I'm up to make sure I work out because, you know, no rest. And then I go to rehearsal all day. And then I usually have a rehearsal after that at night. Um, or I have a dance class, which I just started Tuesday. And then a rehearsal after that. <laughs> uh, or I have to write my blog. Or I have to, you know, do a podcast. And all of these things are, you know, and I find, I, I find time to do other things like go dancing but though I use going dancing as a form of exercise and also learning a new dance so even when I'm having fun I'm still like trying to better myself is that pathetic maybe um so yeah it's not like I don't make time for for fun things uh but I'm like wow Raquel you are doing the absolute most and I have people that are like why don't you just stop one of them? Just stop. Just cut one of them out. And I'm like, I can't because I'm just not that person who can let go. <laughs> I'm the person that has to commit and see it through, especially if it's supposed to better me, if it's supposed to somehow enhance me, right? Do you ever find that you're that person maybe you're not maybe you're like no nah, i'm a slacker i do not do the most i do the least and that's cool but are you, if any of you are a person that does the most i would love to know because i feel like sometimes i'm you know i'm living up to that stereotype of jamaicans <clears throat> and if you don't know the stereotype i'm sure there are many stereotypes <laughs> all the stereotypes but um the many jobs you know, the many one job to another job to another job. And it's funny because it's not even like I'm doing a bunch of jobs. I'm doing theater and art. You know, that's what I studied in school. So I feel like that's since I paid the government all this money to go to school, I feel like I should do that in my life. That should be my career. So I'm like, I'm doing, you know, theater related and art related things and so for me I'm like it's not many jobs it's just one really big job where I'm using I'm using my body and voice to you know act and direct and dance and to do my podcast and I'm using my brain and my you know love for poetry and literature to write and and you know film YouTube videos which I am currently slacking on because I've only done two so far this month <laughs> Which I told myself I was only going to do two, but I still feel like I'm failing because I only did two. Yeah, I don't, 
these these unrealistic expectations and it's funny because I feel like sometimes I have unrealistic expectations of others but I I think it's because I also have it of myself and if I feel like I can hold myself to this high standard and get it done and like get get the business done then then it's okay for me to have expectations of others they may not meet them and that's fine but why not I have high expectations for myself and I'm sure a lot of you out there have them too. So is it bad to have high expectations of yourself and others? So in my head, I feel like if I set a bar and if I have expectations and either I meet it or exceed it or fall short, And I think that's good because that should then motivate me to work harder, you know, be better, do more, expand my brand, whatever, you know, whatever jargon or catchphrase you want to use. But am I also setting myself up for failure? Because if I am putting on my plate all of these things, all of these things, is it possible to get them all done and do them well? I feel like some people would argue, no, it's not possible. You can only do one thing great at, at a time. You can't, you know, it's like multitasking. There's no such thing as multitasking. You know, something gets neglected or, you know, whatever it is people say. You can't give your 100% attention to something if you're multitasking. To be frank, No one is giving 100% of their attention to anything at any time. I mean, let's be honest here. In the world where we live in, where everything buzzes and beeps and there are colors and, you know, ADD kicks in and all of that, um, you're not. Even if you're just sitting and watching TV, you're probably thinking of something else. Who knows? Uh, Or if you're having a conversation or if you're doing homework or recording your podcast, whatever it is, our minds wonder and... Sometimes that's bad because you need to focus, but sometimes that's good to let your mind wander because then you start to discover things and think of things. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the shower and I'm just like in the shower and I'm like scrub-a-dub-dub and then a line pops into my head. Not like a line from a show, but like, oh, that'd be a dope line to write in a poem. And then I'm like, crap, where's my pen and paper? Now I'm like scrambling to look. So I I try to keep pen and paper in in the bathroom. Um, So I'm like scrambling and everything's getting wet. And I need to write down this line because if I wait until I'm done like showering to write it down, I'm going to forget. It has happened before and it is devastating. So I don't think it's horribly bad that, you know, we are always thinking and always doing But I think there is a certain point where it's like, oh, this let's, you know, let's pull it back a little bit. Let's pull it back. So what's the line now? (laughs) For me as a person who's like, no, failure is not an option. Is the line me working myself like until I'm sick, which has happened before? Or is it just uh, I'm I'm done with this thing? And I think because of the person I am, I'm probably going to be the person that works herself sick. And that's probably why I got really, really sick in December. I had um, pneumonia and bronchitis and at the same time. And uh, I had shows. And I think maybe it was just someone who 
was thick around me. I have no clue. I've never had it before in my life. So it was very new. And even with that, I still was like, well, I still, I still have shows to do. I still have work to do. Like <laughs> if I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know? Um, and it's crazy. Cause it's like, sometimes you want to take a break. So after that, I've decided I need to start taking a break a day. And I used to do this at the beginning of the year and then we got into busy season, but I'd have a day and it'd be Sunday and I'd be like, actors, do not call, do not text me on a Sunday, do not email me. I, you will not hear back from me until Monday. I gotta start doing that again. Granted, right now I can't because my schedule's all messed up and by messed up I mean full. But once it becomes less full, I think I'm gonna do that because our health, our mental health, our emotional health, all that is so important. So. When you're doing the most, I guess, don't let doing the most become detrimental to your health. Hey, podcast family. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to City Girl Secrets. Guess who it is? It's me, Raquel. Yes, that's right. As if you didn't know. Uh, so there's something that has been going on kind of in like pop culture trending news. And I wanted to talk about it because I've watched some YouTube videos and some people have talked on it. And I, I cannot believe how dense or oblivious some people are. It's it's truly amazing. No, I, you know, every time I, I think this, no, this, it can't get any worse. And then you see someone and they make it worse. And I'm like, wow, wow. Like you're really living in the world in 2018. That's, no, that's good. That's good for us. Um, so that topic is colorism. Yeah. Colorism. Mm, I know it's so exciting guys. It's so exciting. Um, if you're wondering, hey, what is colorism? What does that, what, like, what does that mean? What is a thing? Uh, you can Google it, but don't worry, I won't be mean. I'll give you a basic, very basic definition. It's discrimination by a group, usually within the same group, of those who have darker skin. So, for example, if you're black, like a black person, and colorism would be towards those who have that darker skin, you know, that deep, dark chocolate skin. Um, this happens in, you know, Latino communities. It happens in Asian communities. It happens anywhere where there's a, a race of people and some are darker and some are lighter or there's an ethnicity and some are dark and some are lighter. It's it's bound to happen. Um, I I would I want to say it doesn't happen to anyone that's not of color, but I know that sometimes it would probably happen to some like Italians only because I've witnessed it. Uh, but otherwise, it's uh, yeah, usually people of color the majority and the reason i'm bringing this up is because there's an artist oh my god what's her name amara la negra and she's a latina artist and she's like breaking in the scene she's on a reality show and all of that 
and she goes on the breakfast club which is another i don't i'm not even gonna talk about that but she's basically explaining that it's hard because she's dominican and she's afro-latina how that plays into her success and these guys are like dumbfounded like what what's that that no that can't be and i'm like well well number one you're a man so the likelihood that you're going to experience that is not as likely because everyone likes the tall dark and handsome they love a dark chocolatey man um or they're like oh the light light-skinned boys are pretty boys but you still like them too like there is no you won't get ahead because of the shade of your skin whereas for women it's a little bit difficult because <laughs> what's not difficult for women um it's harder because the darker skin as a woman you're perceived as ugly and i think it's kind of you know what it's like for people who are like what's colorism that doesn't exist it's like when people are like what's racism that doesn't exist <laughs> not what is racism but like racism is so over <laughs> or i don't know what kind of shenanigans people say but that's what it's like it's like when people are like no one is being racist it's all in your head you've made it up that's the equivalent to colorism no one is judging you by how dark your skin is why would bleaching products be at an all-time high i mean they always have been but why would that be the case if being dark was not a bad thing or seen as ugly right why is it in some asian communities you got to dress head to toe so the sun doesn't darken your skin like that's a thing um so it, it it baffled me that these two black men had no clue what colorism was and just didn't think it exists. So in case you're wondering, here you just learned something new today. Colorism is a thing. And yes, it does exist. So... I think we all can at least acknowledge that colorism exists, right? Uh, if not, I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, seriously, I really don't. Because let's pretend you uh, are Asian or maybe you're black and live in a place where everyone's black or majority is. And even if it's within a family, this can be an issue and i feel like i'm not going to speak it as truth but i'm going to speak it as maybe an in inference um that my mother's side of the family went through this as my grandmother is very dark and my mom was very very light and so was my grandfather and i think there was some sort of contention around that that maybe she was the favorite or I don't know um, but the contention was around I think the lightness of her skin and it's what's sad is that not only and I can only speak I guess from my experience in the world that not only can someone of another race say oh black girls ugly right because that's the thing i've heard um not like to my face because they were probably too afraid but um i've heard it 
or you know darker girls this or that um but to hear it from people that are the same like race or ethnicity as you it's almost more of a slap in the face because it's like you know what if you're just an idiot and you want to be cruel and rude and hate me because i'm different i get it i'm different and you don't like that and you can't handle that so you know you're an imbecile and a child so you that's fine but if we look alike <laughs> if we legit look alike and then i'm still getting that hate from you then is that is a problem deeper does it then become self-hate or is it because you are lighter and you want to feel better because people or society or what have you have made you feel less than so you have to pass that on to someone else it's like the bully who got bullied and so and therefore they bully right that it's like a classic uh thing so is is that why is that why people no not all people okay let's not get that confused but is that why you have people that are lighter that'll look down on someone who is darker because the the features aren't beautiful and maybe they need to uplift themselves and the only way for them to uplift themselves is by tearing someone else down which is it's pretty sad it's the crab mentality right and so you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket to see you know if the crabs get out but they're all pulling each other down to climb up out of the bucket it's that and i think it's because you know if you go back and you know hey i hate to take it all the way back but here we go um to slaves right and the darker ones were out in the field and if you were lighter you had to preserve that skin because it was closer to being white so that means you're better so you got to work in the house which was you know so very great um that was sarcasm in case no one picked up on that but i think it goes back to that so the lighter you are, the closer you are to that superior race. And that means you're prettier because you're you're picked and plucked out of the field and and placed into this very nice bliss of working in the house or what have you. I think it, it stems back far and that mentality of, well, you know, I'm lighter, so I'm better. And so I'm going to be picked more. So I'm, I'm, I'm seen as beautiful more. It's, I think, detrimental to society, especially because what if you have a child that ends up darker than you? Um, what do you tell them? And some people purposely have babies with people who are lighter for that reason, which is also sad. Um, so I think a little bit does stem from self-hate. You know where colorism really has the worst effects? In the workplace. Yes, when you're trying to make money, survive, live your life, in the workplace is probably the worst place that you can um, experience this because it affects your livelihood, you know? And that's one of the things that Amara La Negra was saying 
that you know if you're a lighter it's easy for you to break in and get famous and all that and if you're darker you have all the talent in the world and you're smart and all that but it's going to be harder for you because you get picked last and with the business that i'm in especially if happen happens to be film or tv people love the racially ambiguous women like let's just call a spade a spade people love the silky hair straight baby haired um you know tan caramel skin hazel green eyed person because you know for them it's about marketing oh well she she could be black she could be yeah latina she could be asian she could be this she could be, just be a really dark a uh, white girl you know uh so they love to pick those racially ambiguous women especially when it comes to film and tv i think and you know what's it's a it's almost disheartening except for i try not to let anything get me down but it's almost disheartening because you're like but that person sucks you pick them because they just look a certain way you know they probably have no talent or no you know real grasp of what they should be doing but because they look a certain way you, you know they're to you they're pretty you're going to decide to let that be the end-all be-all thankfully that doesn't happen too much in theater because usually the parts are you know written in um that's like a whole different issue but it's i don't think colorism is as big in theater uh, maybe when it comes to musical theater because again it's all about the showiness and and you know the the leading woman has to be beautiful and for a lot of people that silky you know whatever gray-eyed person is going to be the pick uh, especially if they can sing that's going to be the pick over someone else unless it calls for you know a black girl and they have to be black so and one example of this actually was when they when empire first came out and i'm sure a lot of people know this but in case you don't when empire was first looking for actors they had like levels, like type the A girls, the B girls, and then the C girls, you know? And the A girls were, you know, those like mixed looking silky girls who will be in shape, who are like the girlfriend type, and then like B were some was somewhere in the middle, and then like C were like dark skinned girls, kinda ratchet, like hood um baby mama and like this is the description for what they're looking for like they're like look basically if you come into your dark this is what you're going to be playing like this is exactly what we're looking for and i was like the audacity to to say that and so plainly to just say that like oh this is what we want um i'm not bashing the show because i love taraji p henson um, so very much and Terrence Howard uh, and it's I'm, you know I don't think they are the ones they're not the casting director so they're not the ones saying this um, I love them so much Taraji girl hopefully I'll meet her one day and we can do some sort of movie oh a girl can dream anyway I think it's so detrimental to 
your livelihood if people don't want to hire you based on how dark your skin is. And I hate when people get defensive, like, well, just because I'm light, I don't, I don't think that that's not a thing. It's just like when white people are like, well, I'm white, I'm not racist. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. We're saying there's a problem and you should listen. So to all my girls out there, light or dark, just know you are gorgeous, honey.